Hello my unapologetic beauties, welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Her, hosted by yours truly, Natalie Nadine. Unapologetically Her is a podcast created to not only tackle all things female and urban pop culture, but to empower, embrace, and educate the women of today's society. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Her, the podcast that's for her by her. And for today's episode, I am joined by Nisha. And today, hey, what up, what up? <laughs> and today we're going to be discussing money, finance, savings, and everything under the sun in terms of just money, honey, because you know we like to collect the coin. So Nisha, go ahead and tell everybody about yourself. So, hey, everyone. Um, I'm originally from Toronto. I'm not there anymore, but I still claim it as my own. Yes. <laughs> um, I am a lifestyle and personal finance blogger. To be honest, I started the blog mainly just to document my thoughts about certain things around career, mental health, and so forth. I had a bit of imposter syndrome around finance. I didn't start talking about it until I had proof that my student loans were paid off. Because at the back of my mind, I'm like, I had a bit of that, what if my idea doesn't pan out? I'm like, I don't want to look too, you know? I don't want to look too (laughs) foolish online. I was scared because... I didn't have any evidence or proof around me, at least like people I actually know that had mm-hmm. the goal to pay it off so quick. Uh, it's going to take you a lifetime. You're going to have kids and you're still paying it off. I'm like, ah. Yeah, it's kind of like that stereotypical like, story that they tell you. Yeah, like so many people told me like I had kids and they were like 14, 15 when I paid it off. I'm like, oh. I'm like, that's the norm. They're like, yeah, it takes forever. I'm like, I'm "I'm going to have to figure out a way around it. So that in that year when I didn't share about my finance journey, that's what I was doing. Like just figuring out how this OSAP thing works and how I could beat the odds. And lo and behold, made it work. So that's how I started sharing. Yeah. So wait, tell everyone where they can find you, the blog, your Instagram, because, oh girl, you someone definitely we need to follow. Okay. (laughs) So my blog is nishachelsea.com, N-I-S-H-A-C-H-E-L-E-S-E-A.com. And my Instagram is nishachels, so Chelsea without the E-A at the end, because someone took Nisha Chels, so Nisha Chelsea, so that's why I have the Nisha Chels. (laughs) username <laughs> like somebody done teeth your name <laughs> i was like okay fine i can go with this one so yeah that's where you can find me that's where i talk about finance the most because i have the same twitter handle and i don't be talking about finance on twitter <laughs> i just be laughing with the girls so i can't send a quick meme reply get yourself in twitter jail you know it works <laughs> the usual the usual so I want to start off with, you know, a question I like to ask everybody. How are you, especially during this time of COVID, quarantine, you know, has everyone kind of in a loop? So how, how, how are you and how have you been doing these last couple of months? Honestly, some days I wake up and ask myself, is this real? I'm like, it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. Nope. I try to work around it and make the best out of it. But some days I'm not going to lie. I'm a bit paranoid when I go outside because... I don't want to catch this virus. I did have a relative who had it. So Mm -hmm. it it makes me, you know, because we work in similar fields. Mm -hmm. She's in healthcare. I'm in social work. So it's at-risk fields. You're working with a lot of people. So it made me so paranoid. 
So I try my best to just keep it level-headed. Absolutely. Have as much fun as I can, even though I'm social distancing. Call people. Yeah, you know, I do a lot more phone calls, checking with people, WhatsApp, FaceTime. Mm -hmm. Just keep it social because if not, you'll you kind of lose your mind. Yes. No, I absolutely agree. So you have to kind of find that balance now because we're at a time where no one else has experienced this before. Like we can't really look yeah. through the history books and be like, okay, so then how did they do it in 1902? No. <laughs> we have internet. We could we could have a bit more fun. So. Right? We got internet. We got Netflix. We got all the shows and music. We I keep telling people, friends, but it's okay. <laughs> You know what? I see a lot of people complaining about that. And I'm like, y'all can sit there and be upset over the American Netflix. I bought that box set like two years ago. What? I, Joan is my spirit animal. I, I self-identify with Joan. <laughs> As a kid, I knew. I'm like, I... I I, I don't know why, but I see myself in her, and I don't know if this is a good or bad thing. <laughs> uh, it depends. <laughs> really depends. I mean, the Wait, successful making money part, that's good. Right? It's good. It's good, and you got your own house. It's just her crazy part, and her boy crazy. I'm like, ooh. Can't be perfect in life, you know? You can't. It is what it is. Wait, who are you from, Girlfriends? Oh, to be honest, I see myself like I identify with Lynn a bit in terms of like all over the place with jobs. I don't I I don't know. I have this thing where I just can't. I'm a good worker, but I just can't stick there long. Like I just get bored. I'm not challenged enough and I'm like, I need to go. But I have the Joan drive where I'm like, yo, I could get this job done like right now. But I have that Lynn mentality where I'm like, I need to do something else. So no, but I like that. I think that's, I feel like when people are able to actually acknowledge the fact that this is not for me, I find that very brave. Because there's some people who get comfortable and they just sit there and it's like, oh, well, I'm already here. And it's like, but you're miserable. It doesn't, you don't have a passion. There's no purpose. There's no drive. But you're going to sit here and do the same routine every day when there's so many other opportunities. That doesn't make sense. I stick with it for my debt-free journey, though. I'm like, listen, this pays good. (laughs) I'm going to stick with it until I pay off my student loans. And See, my that's fair. That's what I did. That's what I did. As much as I'm like, yo, I cannot, I can't do this. At the back of my mind, I'm like, picture yourself a year from now, girl. You're going to be good. You can do what you want. So I just kept picturing that future self. Like, just stick with this job, girl, because it's, it's more flexible than most. Just stick with it. Mm-hmm. Stick with your plan. Pay off your stuff. Then, you know, you can give in your notice. <laughs> and that's, that's what I... I did it a month before I paid off my student loans, actually, because I found another job. Yeah. Like, like I need to go. See, you guys, the main message, always have a plan, have a goal, and just work towards it. Nothing's for a lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) So you got to do. Right? At this rate, you're you're young, you still got time, but just get all the hard stuff out the way first. Mm-hmm. work hard play harder yeah it takes a it's just a lot of discipline more than strategy to be honest mm-hmm. it's it's a mindset thing I used to hate when people say that 
But I noticed while I was doing it myself that, yeah, crunching numbers is the easiest part. It's staying committed that was challenging because at the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm young, man. I just finished school. Why, why, why aren't I traveling the world and, you know, doing what I got to do and have fun? Like, why am I putting all this money towards debt? Are you and in my head right my now? My mom would tell me, she's like, yo, girl, you got a good plan going. Just keep doing it. I'm like, she's like, didn't I tell you it took me a lifetime to pay it off? I'm like, okay. Yeah, but see, so, we yeah, trying to do the lifetime part. <laughs> I know. So I'm like, okay, if I can just sacrifice a year, mm-hmm. then, you know, I can do whatever I want afterwards. But, you know, there's a pandemic. I can't travel. <laughs> yeah. you, you, just, you just opened the heavenly gates for me just now. Because you were just in my head about wanting to travel and, like, do all of that. <gasps> we're going to circle back to this part of the conversation. Yes. Seeing eye to eye with you, girl. She's in my head, yo. She's in my head. Mm-mm. <laughs> now, when we first <laughs> when we first started this, you spoke about your blog. Now, there's mm-hmm. a post on your blog that I'm like, I need to know about this, and this goes back to your student loans. So, explain your process there. And the you guys, before you begin to the story, we were talking about student loans before we recorded this, and I feel like the the government just kind of cut off my internet. <laughs> But we're going to be nice as much as possible. But I want Nisha to talk, keep it peachy, keep it respectful. Okay, government. But I really want you to talk about how you fabricated this whole plan and strategy to pay off your student loans. Because like you said, there's a lot of people doing this now. Yeah. So what happened is that I finished my post-grad program. It's a college one-year program, end of April 2018. Mm-hmm. At that time, school ended, my work contract ended, I had $0 coming in. But I had the goal that by November 2019, I will be 100% debt free. And the reason why I picked November 2019 is that when you're done in April, whenever you're done school, actually, you have a mm-hmm. six month grace period, but April, six months, it's November. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, as of November 2018, I'll get aggressive with it. And the only reason why obviously I waited till that time that I had no job. So I have to focus on getting income coming in first. Yeah. And then from then figure out a plan that works for me. Cause it's not a one shoe, like a one size fits all when it comes to paying off debt. So my circumstances, I always tell people I lived at home. So mm-hmm. I didn't have rent. Rent was not an expense for me. I'm grateful for that. I know that's not a circumstance for everyone. Yeah, I did calculate it as well. Like hypothetically, if I lived with a roommate, I did the same calculations. It would have just taken me like 20 to 24 months to pay it off. So nothing extreme, but I know if I stayed home longer, I could do it half the time. So I stayed home. Um, Another thing I did too is that, to be honest, OSAP at that time, all I can tell you is that it's a student loan that I had to pay back. I didn't understand a thing when it came to it. Yeah. I didn't know how the interest rates work. I didn't know how they going to charge. I didn't know anything. So I used that time to, I actually sat down on the floor in my room one night. I'm like, let me just read through this contract and understand because I don't know what they're asking from me. I know they're asking money monthly, but I don't know what comes with that. So I'm reading mm-hmm. it. I'm looking, I'm like, what's prime rate? And I'm like, Ooh. Like, what are these words? I'm like, what does that mean? And I'm looking online. I'm like, okay, prime rate is like the rate that the big banks in Canada and financial institutions use to base all their variable loans. I'm like, okay, what's variable loans? <laughs> so then it's like, you, you keep digging and digging and digging and going into a rabbit hole. I'm like, okay, there's so many 
words and terms I don't understand. And I'm like, okay, now that I get it, I'm understanding that it could fluctuate based on this thing they call the prime rate. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep that variable loan. Mm-hmm. It might go up, it might go down. And the fixed rate for OSAP was a bit higher in percentage. So I'm like, I'm not going to risk it. I'm going yeah. to stick to this. I mean, variable rate is a risk too, but I'm like, I'm going to stick here because it's a bit lower and it could go, if I'm lucky, it might go down at some point. I was kind of keeping that wishful thinking at the back of my head. Mm-hmm. And I also called them a few times. You could tell a few clerks were annoyed with me, but I knew what I had to <laughs> They'd do. They'd be like, this girl <laughs> again? She's about to go on the block list. Yeah, because there was different versions. There was different ways for you to pay. Like you could pay by check, you could do pre-authorized payment, or you can make payments on your own. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to take it upon myself to make payments on my own. Mm-hmm. So I called and I'm like, hey, buddy, like, how does it work if I make payments on my own? She's like, keep in mind that if you pay on your own, it takes up to four days to appear on our side. So if you decide to make payment on the last day of the month when payments are due, you're considered late and yeah. you can be reported to the credit bureau. I'm like, all of that? She's like, yeah. So be very dil- diligent if you're deciding to handle this on your own. I would just suggest you do pre-authorized payments. I'm like, I don't want to do that because then, you know, I want to be aggressive with it. She's like, okay, well, do what you want to do. But Mm-hmm. I'm just letting you know that if you don't make your payments, that's what's going to happen. So once the six months came up, I looked and I'm like, actually, I didn't even owe 17000 I owed 16000 and change. But the six months grace period, what they don't tell you is that interest adds up on that. So when I checked, it was over 500 bucks in interest rates. And I'm like, so what was what is going on and then they roll it into your principal which is your loan mm-hmm. and then that's your new amount and like damn I'm like they don't tell these people this stuff in school i'm like you know what if it's something let's go check my osap real quick <laughs> so i looked at it i'm like okay so i or they already added a couple dollars on what i owe. like okay well okay fine whatever I started making my payments a month before, so October instead of November. Mm-hmm. And by the way, guys, if you make payments during the grace period, it goes straight to your principal, which is your actual loan rather than interest rate. So you can kind of kill your actual loan down a bit before it actually is mm-hmm. mandated for you to pay it back. So that's what I did. And I noticed that at least that you know decreases the amount of interest on interest I'm gonna start paying in, on, in November. Another thing I noticed too when I started paying it off is that interest adds up daily. If you log in, it'll show you like, I, I, I did a screenshot of it on my blog. It's like, depending on how much you owe the interest rate, when you calculate it, it'll show like a dollar and change per day. It just depends on the amount of your loan and the interest rate. But you know, when they do the math, it's a X amount of dollars per day. And I was noticing that I made two payments a month on average. But in between those two payments, it would be like 20 to $30 more added. So these are things they don't tell you. Like the student loan is pretty aggressive. <laughs> so I spent, that's what I did first. Before I even got like super aggressive with paying off debt, I just wanted to understand how OSAP works. Mm-hmm. And then from there, what I did is that I know I'm paid biweekly. So I looked at all my mandatory expenses. Like I still got my car note to pay. I still got car insurance. And yeah. you know, car insurance in Toronto is ridiculous. So I made sure I handled TTC all my... TTC for the win. <laughs> Girl, 
I lived outside on the outskirts. So I needed a car. Oh, I, can't no. be, I can't be busting to Toronto all day, all night. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. So I, I bit the bullet and ooh, the expenses were ridiculous. But yeah, so first thing, I, first thing you should do is like look at your mandatory expenses. So handle, every, handle the present first because at the end of the day, debt is always going to be there. Yeah. It's always going to be there. But your, the rent, the car, like these are things you have to handle immediately. And then once you handle those, look at what you have left over. I would have a bit to play with, so I would just send that immediately to my student loans. And honestly, I would live off on like $200 on average per month. Because mm-hmm. I was at home, I'm like, I can make 200 stretch. Yeah. So kind I of would... prioritize your, your wants. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's what I did. I'm like, let me just close my eyes. I unsubscribed from all the stores known to man that I had on my emails. I unfollowed them on social media. So I'm not tempted to like, Hey girls, there, there's a sale. Like come, come in and buy. No, like, Hey Nova, babe. Fashion Nova was, Oh girl, I got too much fashion over jeans back then. Listen, <laughs> I started selling stuff too. Like I had a lot of things that didn't serve me anymore. Mm-hmm. So another thing I would do too is just sell the things I don't use that I don't care for and use that extra income. Just throw the words that because my only source of income at that time was my job. And I'm not going to lie. I made sure that I found a job that would pay well enough so yeah. that, you know, I didn't have to work multiple jobs at once. And what helped me is the fact that I'm bilingual. So I just use that to my advantage. I'm like, any, any company that needed a Frenchie, I'm like, I'm in. As long as you guys paid good, I'm in. I didn't really, I, I wasn't looking. I know you shouldn't Can I say you're giving anything. me so much hope right now as a Frenchie? <laughs> Girl, you're a Toronto. You speak French. Apply for the jobs. I promise you, like, that's like, what I did in bonjour, anybody want to hire me? Je parle français. Je m'appelle. I'm like, oui, je peux t'aider aujourd'hui. Comme, qu'est-ce que tu veux faire? As, as, as long as you can show that you... There's different things you can monetize. I didn't have an idea to make a side hustle at the time. I was a bit chicken, to be honest. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, let me monetize my skills in the corporate space. Yeah. That way I have enough money coming in and I'm able to get aggressive with this because i i had charts like when i'm telling you i had notebooks i would write down and break down each month i'm like okay by the end of this month i pay this much and this and i would put like a little tracker mm-hmm. and i would you know take off every every payment i mean I'm like week one i did this week one like week two i did this and i would just tick 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 and at the end i would write how much is left to pay it over that was like way i could keep myself accountable and say like hey you're making progress you can see where it's going Mm-hmm. And I would take screenshots on the OSAP website too as proof that like, hey, the payment went through because I was so paranoid. I didn't want them to of say, well, like, girl, we didn't get that money. What you talking about? So I would always screenshot it as well. And keeping track of that made me excited too because I'm like, hey, I'm making progress. But I did notice like halfway throughout me paying off my student loans, I had to make the decision of whether or not I want to keep my car. And I... I leased my car, which is not the brightest idea, guys. Do not lease a car when you're a university student. Um, yeah, that was like the worst money mistake, to be honest, but you live and you learn. Of course. Um, at that point, when he told me how much is left to pay, I was shocked because in my head, I said 9000 But when you add all the, 
the fees, the taxes, and whatever else they want to throw in, it was 11 and change. I'm like, oh boy. Just when I thought I'm like close to being debt free, there's 11,000 more added. Yeah. So if you have multiple debt, it's really hard to pay them all at once. So I still focused on getting aggressive with the student loan and just made the minimal monthly payment on the car loan. Cause I'm like, I can't, I'm not Bill Gates. I can't, <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I have to be realistic with myself and live within my means. So I did not burden myself with trying to get aggressive with two loan, two loans at once. Cause I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Another thing I did too is I had to track my, I had an, express, uh, an Excel spreadsheet where I would track like to the decimal, everything I bought, like I would put it in categories too. Like discretionary is pretty much like a fancy word for saying like, you didn't need to spend money on this, but you chose to, so deal with it. <laughs> so I would make sure that that section was the smallest out of everything because bills, mm-hmm. you couldn't avoid that. But discretionary, I'm like, I could, I could be more careful with it. So I made sure I wasn't eating out as often as I used to before because I love me some food. I'd be on Domino's all the time. Domino's, I mean, shoot, the coupon website, it was, it was, I would always order online because I'm like, yo, you get coupons, it's cheap. But that was, my problem too is that I noticed I always used to justify my spending with, oh, it's cheap, I got a coupon, it's on clearance, it's on sale. But sometimes if you don't really need it, it's still an expense that you could have, you could have saved money on by just not buying it. Like you didn't need it, justifying that 70% off doesn't really change the fact that you spent money that you didn't need to spend. I low-key feel like I'm being called out, but continue. (laughs) (laughs) So those are like, all of those things I outlined is like, it's those simple things I did to just make sure it's paid. Mm -hmm. And oh, one last thing. If you're doing it the way I did it, which is making payments on your own, make sure you call to make, you know, make sure on that side that it's paid off. I remember what I spoke to too. It was a man named Owen. I'm like, Owen, like, I just want to confirm that my student loans are paid. He's like, okay, let me check. He's like, yeah, I can confirm it's paid. Congratulations. I'm like, are you guys going to send me proof, like, on paper <laughs> that I could keep in my files? Right. Because I don't want y'all, I don't want y'all to come after me later on telling me it's not paid. And here's your, all your interest ended up again. Yeah, to be honest, I only celebrated when I, like, had the physical paper at home saying that it's paid, it's closed, congratulations. I said, thank God. I love that. But I'm like, now I got other things to pay. <laughs> so I got, <laughs> I kept the same, I kept, I kept a similar method with my car loan. Mm-hmm. The only thing is that I had so many things going on at the time that instead of getting, making bi-weekly payments, I just put it into a savings account. Yeah. Because I'm like, I might need that money for something else. So let me just keep, the minimal monthly payments. And then at the end, if I don't, if it turns out that I don't need that money for what I thought I needed it for, I'll just mm-hmm. go to the bank and just pay it off. So exactly. that's, that's the method I used for my car loan. But I noticed they gave me such a hard, oh my God, the bank gave me such a hard time. I asked them, like, can I have a receipt or a letter as proof that it's paid off? Oh, we don't do that. I'm like, well, so how I do I know it's one. paid? He's like, well, it shows on the system it's paid. I'm like, well, I want one. He's like, okay, well, call customer service because we can't do that. I called customer service. It was a back and forth too. And I'm like, okay, 
get me a manager because someone needs to send me a letter my thing is that like not I even didn't... like an email or a receipt that showed no, you no 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 i have to keep that's going, sketchy like, multiple like i'm like why are you guys like this i'm like what's the problem just send me a letter as proof that it's closed and yeah like, oh, that's all i want and the fact that i had to go to a regional manager and speak to him on the phone for that i'm like this is i'm like that's ridiculous. Be causing... i'm like this is unnecessary stress but hey i got proof that it's paid off so i'm like okay Mm-hmm. done i'm like i'm 100 percent debt free i'm like shit i did it in 10 months i'm like i said That's i'm like crazy. i set out for november 2019 but by end of august 2019 was when i made my final payment it was confirmed in september that like, yeah you're in the clear it's done it's paid i'm like jeez i'm like yo okay like, I, honestly sometimes it took me at least a good two three months that it like settled in that like yo we're like where's that monthly payment you're still waiting for it to come in actually i'm like you actually did that so the first paycheck after when i became debt free i'm like yo i'm like i don't even know how to act (laughs) i'm like what do you i'm like i don't owe nobody no more i'm like yo you mean i can like have fun with this money right the the paychecks feel different when you don't owe anybody it was like i'm like it's the same amount it didn't change but i'm like now i'm like yo i can actually like just more stays in your account this time and one thing to keep in mind like if you're looking to get aggressive with that i would highly suggest you have an emergency fund first Mm -hmm. you know a lot of finance gurus will say like hey have three to six months saved but uh it's not realistic for everyone. It wasn't realistic for me, to be honest. Yeah. So in that six months grace period for OSAP, I tried to save as much as I can before I started tackling my debt. At least if something happens in the present, I can handle it while still mm-hmm. tackling these these loans because you know you never so many things happened to me throughout that 10 months. So that that, that money came in handy when I needed it. Yeah. It was like when you're saying car one issues. size doesn't fit all. Yeah, like I had car issues. I I lost a loved one. Like there were so many things that happened in that ten month span. I'm like, I'm like, had I not saved, I'm like, I would have been done for it. I'm like, I don't. It's a whole different situation, ballpark type of thing. So it's always best to start off with like that's that amount. To be honest, it varies based on based on you and your circumstances. Mm -hmm. I saved um, two thousand before i started yeah some people say more some people say less but i just told myself like hey this is the most i can do i'm not gonna get mad about it i'm not gonna get sad about it but i'm mm-hmm. gonna get started on these payments so yeah that's one start thing start somewhere yeah start somewhere do what you can don't compare yourself to others like our journey is not the same but we could learn from one another that's mm-hmm. the good part I met so many people online throughout my journey. Like, oh, I'm like, y'all trying to pay debt too? I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing different from me? Like, we're just sharing ideas and you're the noticing. The powers of like, social media. Yeah, like you're noticing that like, yo, we're all, we all have this. And a lot of us, it was all student loans. I'm like, I'm like, you see, they tell you to get an education. It comes at a cost. I'm like, ah, whatever. Got that right. I'm like, let's just get this paid and stop complaining. But yeah. <laughs> that's that's the short version of how i did it <laughs> in 10 months are you kidding me i'm about to listen back to this over and over again and take notes on everything you just said 
Like, that student loan needs to be gone by the end of 2021. Yeah, like, the title of it on my notebook was Operation um, Get Rid of OSAP ASAP. That was, like, what I wrote on the notebook. I'm like, yo, this is catchy. It's fun. Like, let's make this fun. It's like, I'm like, debt is not fun, yeah, but, like, let's make this fun. Like, I drew charts. Like, you know, I just made it exciting. And I always, every time I felt like giving up, I visualized, like, yo, picture yourself like oh you could be sitting down and not worrying about nothing and then that paycheck comes in you can have more fun with it like I just pictured all the fun and exciting things I can do down the road and that's what kept me going because I'm like that's that's all really like it's either you stick with it or you don't there's really not much I don't know like there's not much to it but it uh, it takes a lot of brain work because there's so many times where I'm like ah like it takes off my government takes out of income tax and I'm just mm-hmm. taking back my money all the time I'm like damn I'm like yo like when am I gonna enjoy my money by the time you see a paycheck you see nothing left yeah I'm like this I'm like this man already took half my paycheck like he was working with me these past two weeks and then after I have to give the rest to him too because I owe I owe his sister at OSAP like this is too much but you know like, you did you clock in with me like you did not i'm like what but i was looking online too they had like a osap repayment calculator and it showed like if i took the standard eight to nine years to pay it back like mm-hmm. i would end up paying them double what i borrowed from them i'm like no nah, i'm not going i'm not like, like, giving me that much money i'm like i'm not doing that yeah. So in interest, in the seven months it took me for the student loans, I paid in that seven months $800 in interest in total. Mm. So like multiply that in eight years, like it would have been, listen, I'm not, mm, that's I'm not crazy. Here. I'm like, you got extra out of me, but it's not as much as you you wanted it, but yeah, here, take it. Take that as a thank you or something, I don't care. <laughs> like, Ah, oh, no. that be trifling? Os- Osap is trifling. Like it's actually, it's Sorry, very predatory. <laughs> yeah, but like it is what it is. It's very predatory. They don't. I remember even applying for Osap. They don't tell you all these things how it's work. Like how what happens in the grace period. They just oh, if you don't pay, you get reported to the credit bureau. Okay. <laughs> and they just leave it at that. I'm like that's. And this it. is how a lot like, of people get screwed long term. Yeah, because if that's on your credit report, oof. you're done. Oof. The the most you want to see for OSAP on your credit report is that it's closed because it's paid in full. You don't mm-hmm. want to be it, you don't want it to be marked as like you were late, you're behind, you're not making payments. It's not. It's gonna affect you badly in the long run. It's mm-hmm. it's not a good look when you want to do other things in the future when it comes to money. Oh, yeah. No, those are some good tips. I, I'm, okay, like I said, I'm about to go back, take all these notes, and figure out how to pay off my student loan and be debt free, and be on okay. your level of peace and happiness. Honey, girl, <laughs> I already told them I'm like, you guys won't see me twice. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not. I'm not coming back. If I have to stay for two years before I go to school again, so be it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I can't. I can't. Not well, doing it again. Now you see with all these tips and stuff about finance and OSAP, clearly you have a passion for it. 
Yes. What, what really made you want to go into finance and then lead into the blog? So going into finance, like I'm not in it career-wise, like a nine to five, but mm-hmm. I wanted to make a blog out of it because I'm like, there's so many people, especially in the black community, to be honest. I'm like, there's so many of us yes. that didn't have the financial education or the startup that many others had. Like for me, for example, I'm a first generation. Like my parents are immigrants. They came here. They had to learn a whole new system, yep. a whole new language all of that so they didn't really have time to sit down with me and break down how money works in Canada because they were still learning it themselves too yeah I know like sitting down with my mom like the only reason why like another motivator too is that like I learned a lot from my mom's financial mistakes she would always sit down with me and let me know like these are the mistakes I made coming Mm -hmm. up here like I didn't know any better because like I'm new to this but like I want you at least to have a different stepping stone than I did yeah like if I have to if you have to stay home a bit longer like I don't mind I just want you to have a better start than I did so I always had that support from her because she's like I don't want you to go through the same things I did like it's not it's not a it's not a it's not a fun position to be in so that's another thing that drove me to make the blog. I'm like, there's so many people in the same position as me. Like, we don't have, and it's no disrespect to people who do. Cause I'm like, it's a really good thing that you have, mm-hmm. you know, a good financial. Like, I would like to have that too. Right. I mean, I could create it for my kids now. That's that's the good part. But yeah, a lot of us we don't have that, and we have to go out and seek the knowledge on our own. Whether that's mm-hmm. through books, through YouTube, you name it. That's what that's what I was on. Like I'll be driving, commuting to work, and I'm listening to these finance podcasts. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this sounds good. I'm like making mental notes. I'm like, okay, I gotta Google what this means, but I don't know what that means. Yeah. But, you know, like just making sure I like I just absorb as much knowledge as I can because who else is gonna teach us? It's not in school. No. It's not. They're telling you to measure the diameter of a lamp, like that's not gonna pay my bills at the end of the week like girl why aren't we about money and taxes like what's going on so that's that's the thing like it's not something that's taught that's taught to us we have Mm -hmm. to take it upon ourselves the approach I take is I'm teaching it through my experiences because yeah again I'm like I'm not an accountant I'm not a financial planner but like hey I've experienced this this is like regular human things Mm-hmm. Let me it's tell not sugar-coated I, this is like not, the real deal head-on and other things that i would do too is like blog posts on how to save while you're in school listen when i tell you all of that you could have like come up with this blog about five years ago girl i didn't know no better back then but like when i look back i'm like yo i was pretty savvy <laughs> as a uni kid like i wasn't half bad i really was not so i'm like okay let me I remember when I wrote those blog posts, I'm like, let me sit down and remember what I did back when I was in uni. Like, even stuff like joining, like, Facebook groups so I could make sure I get first dibs on the used books. Like, I was in there. Like, any money I could save, I was in there. And I always tell, I remember my high school teacher told me, like, whatever you do, apply for every bursary and scholarship there is. I told them, like, this year, like, I'm not, nobody got time for that I'm like if I'm not eligible why would I even apply he's like trust me I used to do that when I was your age and because there was nobody else who applied they would give it to me by default I said oh I said really I'm like they could do that he's like well I don't know if it's a right a good or a bad thing but like I got the money is free money I'm like I'm like money's money Mel see monsieur so, yeah 
money is money like mm-hmm. on average i would get at least like minimum 500 per year when i would apply like it'll take you a few hours per week but shoot free money is good money like it's exactly straight towards your tuition like just do that take the few hours out of your day and just apply for the bursary like you never and look here the money's legal so no complaints the money's legal it's from people <laughs> who are well off who are like hey like y'all need mm-hmm. a couple dollars yeah. to go to school and pay for your books like yeah, yeah. so apply like there's nothing illegal about it it's gonna take you a few hours not gonna lie yeah some of them it's like they want to know about your whole life and why you think <laughs> you deserve it and like what is your average day looking like how do you break okay. down your dollars there's yeah. one i had to literally make a budget mm-hmm. and explain where my money goes but i got fifteen hundred dollars out of that so explain any day i'm like y'all explain what i do any day if that's the kind of money you're throwing towards me so that's <laughs> yo if you're in school girl be on those bursary websites when it opens straight at midnight just be in line just apply 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 because you never know yeah that's less loans you have to take on for yourself there's money out there it's just they don't advertise it now you see i kind of want to piggyback on the fact that you're talking about we didn't learn this kind of things in school Mm -hmm. now my thing is do you think like well i think that it should but like kind of being biased here, but do you think finance is something that needs to be implemented into the school curriculum? And thinking back to when you started learning about finance, at what age do you think kids should start learning? And this does have to be school, just in general. Like, what do you think is a good age to start teaching kids about finance and savings, money management? Because I feel like if we had these kind of lessons when we were young, things would be totally different. different. Totally (laughs) Honestly, it should have been something taught since elementary school. I think, to be honest, the minute a kid is able to read and write, mm-hmm. you should at least, like, just, inter- like, hey, this is a $20 bill, this is a $10 bill, like, just simple concepts like that is a good start. And the yes. fact that I didn't, I didn't, like, how did I learn about it? It's like looking at your mom or your elder, like, hey, you want to, they, they're buying you a pack of Skittles and you're looking like, okay, this, like, this gold-colored coin, like, what is that? You're able to, like, you know, ask a bit of Q&As because you're seeing people in front of you handling mm-hmm. money. But the fact that it's not in school, it's like, why is that? Like, why yeah. are you, what, math, am I using any of that stuff today? Do I remember anything <laughs> Aside today? from, you know, adding, subtracting, you know, those things are important, but the rest of it, all this, like, algebra and geometry like i'm not i'm not using it i don't know why they can't use an hour out of the week to teach money like what's going like on? finance should have just been a unit in itself it i like money math but in the grand scheme of things when you look at it it's like it pays for people to be ignorant mm. you know how, the bank could take advantage of you if you don't know anything You'll come in just trying to take out 50 bucks and they're trying to sell you a credit card. Like, wait, ma'am, just give me my 50. Like, that's all I'm coming for. Like, I, I remember there's a lot of tellers that'll come in. Wait, like, I'm sorry. You oh. just sprinkled gold right now. It pays to be ignorant. It does. Well, for the rich people, it pays for us to be ignorant. Because you'll come oh. into the bank. Like, you're doing a simple, like, all I want to do is withdraw. I remember, like, I stopped, I stopped going to the tellers for that reason. Because... You know, at the time, they wouldn't let you withdraw like 10s and 50s and stuff. Yeah. You only do 20s. I had no choice but to go to the tellers. But the minute they were putting all those multiple colored bills in the machine, 
they never saw me again because I don't, I honestly, like I would just go in for a simple transaction and they're trying to sell me line of credits, credit cards, this and that. I'm like, bro, I'm just trying to take out a 50 ducks. Like mm-hmm. that's it. I'm, I can't take it out of the machine. That's why I'm in front of your face today. I don't want, yeah, but it's good. It's time for you to start building your credit. And they would do that. I know it's between the ages of like 18 to 21-ish. They would do that to me a lot. Yeah. But when I got a bit older, they stopped. But that, those years, they were Because like they could kind of manipulate your mind in a sense. Yeah, like it's a great start. Like we have the student account for you, the student credit card. The credit limit is not as high as this other one. But it's a great start for you. And they'll just push, 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 push. And I'm like, yo, it's... And the only reason I was able to like notice that like I don't need it is because I would have those conversations with my parents when I got older. Yeah. That's another issue too. I noticed like a lot of people only start talking to their kids about money when they reach a certain age. But by then, then sometimes just, it's too late. It's too late. It's like, eh, it's like, oh, sorry, mom, I already kind of got a credit card today. <laughs> I, didn't, like, I didn't know. <laughs> but one thing my mom always preached at home, like, don't get a credit card. You don't need it. I'm like, hmm. Why not? She's like, no, you don't need it. But I wish she would tell me why. But she's like, you don't need it. That that the most she would tell me is like, yep. it's money that's not yours. But you don't need it. But people, you could use it to your advantage if you use it properly. If you exactly use it correctly, so that's, that's use it wisely. Mhm. If you know how to use it properly, like you can build up your score in no time. Mhm. It's just the fact where they make it seem like, oh, all this money is yours. You can use it freely. That's the catch. It's not your money. It's it, under your name, but it's not your money. <laughs> under your name for when they need to find you to take back their money. With interest. <laughs> Listen, I'm not Yo. just going to give you $2 and expect $2 back. I want five. Thank you. Double, triple it, whatever they got to do. Best believe oh. they're not taking anything short of that $5. That's what I mean. So, like, them not teaching us this stuff in school, I feel like it's intentional. Oh. Look how much money I make off of someone with credit card debt. If I told you how to manage it properly, I'm not making a dollar off of you. <laughs> that's, that's how I see it. Like, that's, they won't tell you that's the reason why we're not teaching it. But in grand scheme, like, what other reason is there? It's education that would benefit me for the long run. But you know, yeah. you, wanna, you want your pockets to stay fatter. That's why you're not teaching me. I have to go seek the knowledge myself. And that's if you even know what to seek, how to seek it. Do you know the right questions to ask? Or where to research or where to start? It's overwhelming. I remember mm-hmm. even just, like I said earlier, learning what the OSAP contract is saying. I'm like, this is overwhelming. Like, even after the second page, I'm like, oh. over this. I'm like, I'm like, I'm over this. I'm like, this is too much jargon. I'm like, why can't y'all speak simple English? Yeah. What's like all these complicated words? To tell me what? That I owe money? <laughs> <laughs> like, Took five pages to be like, you owe us. Yeah, you owe us. Pay. Not even I owe you. You owe us. You owe us. You're welcome. We funded your, your classes, but we want that money back back emphasis on the k it's a it's a interesting world we live in to say the least dang (laughs) i I, this is overwhelming but in a good way but i tell you now my next question for you is we're talking a little bit about investment 
So kind of want to talk about investment for for beginners. So how to start the different vehicles you can use to invest. You have any tips and tricks up your sleeves about that? So what I started with, um, I was, how old was I? I don't remember, but it was a tax-free savings account. Yep. I did it through a financial advisor because what I learned is that with a TFSA, you can, you can buy stocks and buy different things under that and it's tax-free. When you withdraw it, it's tax-free. So they, mm-hmm. they always told me, oh, start there, start there, start there. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll look over there and see what's up. Yeah. And yeah, it does. It's as long as you don't pass your contribution limit for the year. I think this year is 6000 You can't pass that limit. Mm-hmm. You can invest under that. But um, since I'm in the early stages of investing, I, be, I did it through a robo. Another thing I did too is a robo-advisor, Simple. When you sign up for Wealth Simple, they ask you a few questions to kind of gauge what kind of investor are you, mm-hmm. and then they kind of tailor they kind of tailor the app towards the the answers you put in, and oh. it's like a computer algorithm. It pretty much handles the investments for you. But mm-hmm. again, like I'm in the early stages of investing, some days I'm kind of like, what's going on? Yeah. Vacations, like you received a dividend. I'm like, I received a what? I'm like, I'm still learning. I'm like, let me check my notes. I'm like, what does this mean again? So yeah, like to be honest, I'm in the early stages of it, but I started, that's the route I took Wealth Simple because they kind of guide you through the process and it's regulated by the government. It's a legit site. If you find, if you look it up, mm-hmm. if you type Wealth Simple, you're not going to see scam. That's another thing too. Like you want to make sure that what whatever vehicle you're using to invest your money in yeah. is regulated by well, if we're in Canada, so it's regulated by like Canadian authorities, like they recognize it. It's not shady. Mm-hmm. The website looks legitimate. Like you'll see like acronyms at the at the bottom too, like for different people who regulate it. So always keep an eye out for those things. Yeah. Um, other option too, like you, like I did with the TFSA, I went through a financial advisor. At least mm-hmm. with them, you could do a bit of financial planning. They'll give you like a big broad overview of your money and what you can do with it long term I found that really helpful because I didn't know I'm like I'm just gonna yeah. my, I'm just gonna throw my money into stocks and make money it doesn't work like that you have to have money to make money too like yep. you can't just randomly wake up one day and be like yeah I'm just put money in here I'm gonna be rich overnight like it's actually like a long-term game so don't come into it thinking like Yo, by tomorrow I could quit my job. Exactly. I mean, I wish. Like, don't I we all? I'm like, I, mean, I look at it from time to time. I'm like, okay, it's been. I mean, it's been less than a year since I really started like investing in the market, so I'm still like new to it and stuff. Mm. But I look at it, I'm like, okay. Also, I made a couple dollars today. I'm like, this is not nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm like, we're getting all about the Benjamins, but I'm like, the only people working overtime is my money. I'm like, this is nice. <laughs> oh no, but I'm, I'm that feeling of making term. money while you're sleeping. Mm. I'm hoping at least long term, like a year from now, I'm like in a place where I can actually sit down and give a basic rundown and overview of investing, how it works, and where you can start and what. So you can come do back to you in a money. year. Yeah, because like. I got the debt management down. I got the money management down. But right now I'm like at the investing stage because I didn't, I didn't invest while I was paying off debt because mm-hmm. I'm, like, That's, I'm like, I don't know. All I knew about money when I started is that I knew I was a really good saver. Yeah. That's all I could say about myself. But these words, these concepts 
a lot of it was um my money mindset too. I didn't really like I'm like I ain't got money to invest. Like mm-hmm. I can't do but I, sometimes I would put in like a twenty dollars and buy a couple stocks. Yeah. Like you don't have to have two thousand bucks to start investing. That's like a common myth too that you have to have a ton of money to get started. It's not the case. I mean, you have to have some kind of dollars to to put in. Oh, yeah. But, like, it doesn't have to be a significant amount. Like, there's stocks that are, like, a dollar per share. I remember um, there was a food subscription service called Good Food. Mm -hmm. It was, like, $3 and change at the time. I'm like, let me buy a couple of them. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And then I saw a few months went by, they're, like, $7 per share. And I'm like, okay, I made a little profit off of that. So, it's like small things like that you don't necessarily have to go for the big ones like no. apple and Mac. i mean ideally i'd love to but i know i have to live within my means exactly and i know i have to start small because i'm new to this i don't know like i can't just be hopping on the bag wagon with everybody that's like three four or five levels ahead of me i'm like mm-hmm. i just started this today <laughs> so you want to play smart and like work your way up to play the top smart and don't Make like I said, make sure the website you go on is regulated by the government. So wait, don't give, as you're giving doing this, can you talk about some of the I would say the good, how to seek out the good and bad investments? Like what are the key things to look for and to well, avoid? Lately, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a pandemic making it worse. But there's people coming into my inbox talking about, oh, like yo, you could, yo, do you want to make money off your phone? Like, this is a good opportunity to get rich. You don't have to work no more, this and that. And then, like, you'll look at the website. I'm like, mm. I'm like, I never heard of these people before. Pyramid I'm like, this is, I'm like, this is very pyramid of you. Like, <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm going to tell you guys right now, um, Forex, there's no recruiting, recruit, like recruitment aspect to that. Forex is done through a brokerage. It's not done through people coming through your DMs telling you, oh, yo, you want to make money through your phone? You think Warren Buffett comes in people's DMs talking about, do you want to make money through your phone? Oh, my <laughs> God. Come on. Like, it's, it's, very, it's very predatory. And they, what they don't tell you is that they make a lot of money off of recruiting people. But they won't tell you that. They're telling you, oh, yeah, I'm making money off. You can make money off of Forex. But like I said, there's no recruiting aspect to it. So that's one example. These are, these are shady investments. So-called people coming into your DMs or coming to you in person, telling you all kinds of stuff. Listen, mm-hmm. be careful. Be careful. Like people coming into your social media DMs, be careful. Because all I'm going to say, people who are certified, don't come into your DMs talking about you want to make money off your phone. Kit, one, one more time for the people in the back, because I don't think they heard you correctly. People who are certified, don't come into your DMs telling you if you want to make money off your phone. They don't. They really don't. Oh, my God. Thank you. Like, that's, that's just the reality of things. And, yeah, they're going to tell you, yeah, some people make money off of it. Yeah, it's true. They do. But that's like one in a million. And who knows what they're doing behind the scenes to and make that money. And Forex takes a lot, like, it takes time to learn. It's not just something that you pick up overnight. Mm-hmm. And, and it's volatile. It's high risk. I mean, I'm not saying don't do it, but it is, keep in mind, it is a high risk thing to engage in. So, Damn. I don't know, like, I have, I have to block and report a lot of accounts. It's just, that's, 
like I said, what, and the whole to, was it kryptonite or whatever the next one is in cryptocurrency? Yeah. yeah, those two. There's a lot of websites that are not regulated. One of them that is, and that's well, that's known enough is Coinbase. But even then, if you don't know what you're doing, money why, are you on, why are you on that platform? Mm. Like it's like it's one thing investing. Yeah, like I wouldn't tell people don't ever invest. Like you have to. Yeah. Just saying money is not enough. Like your money is the bank tells you zero point zero five percent. Like your money is it's gonna take years to multiply the amount you put in initially today. So yeah, mm -hmm. investing will make you get a bigger return on your money, but yeah. it comes with a risk. Depending on the kind of investment you do too, it comes with a risk. So you have to keep that in mind. Like don't just come in there thinking like, yo, I'm set. I put in that money today, by the end of the week, cash out. Like it doesn't work like it's that. Not, it, it doesn't always work like that really doesn't so it's mm. something to keep in mind that's the thing with cryptocurrency oh bitcoin yeah i'm gonna get rich <sighs> do things just get rich quick and be like, mm, yeah, be like bitcoin started in like 2009 or something so the people who put money back then about 10 years later they're laughing like they're making uh, money they're laughing like yeah. a lot of these think about it microsoft when it was like under 10 bucks those people today they're laughing like a lot of these things take time mm -hmm. i mean the earlier you start the better but keep in mind like you can see like if you look at the charts like these things take time nothing They're right not overnight. happens overnight like i it looks like it when you go online but mm -hmm. that's not the case all the triumphs and up and downs those people had to go through all the money that they yeah the late nights the money that the money that they put in to get this started like there's so many factors behind it mm -hmm. so just be careful like yeah i'm i'm not gonna say like people don't come into your dms proposing you like good opportunities but there's there's a difference between good opportunities and shady ones yes like don't put in your, don't put your money into shady vehicles like you don't even you don't even know if these things are regulated. You know you have to report the money. Yeah. Oh, you gotta you gotta report your earnings. You know you don't just well I made I made a thousand dollars off the market today and just run off. Exactly. Like, no, they, like these things have to be reported. They gonna find <laughs> you. <laughs> they gonna find you. They know where you are. Right. Oh jeez. Okay. Mm -mm -mm. I I worry for the kids sometimes, yo. No, honestly, like, I think we live in a Social world media. where it's just like everyone has that, that mentality that like, it's just instant and it's not, yeah. I wish it were, but a lot of things take time. I'm not saying it's impossible. Like things can't happen. But it's because like, of what they see on social media. They'd be like, oh, yeah. well, this person made it big. The, no one will ever post their struggle. No one oh, will I ever post three cars today. Out. Let me flash on my bills and whatnot. Do you see what the rest of their house look like? Did you see what it took for them to get to that money? And it's what social media will paint you the image they want you to see. Exactly. And exactly. at the time, that image is not real. They tell you, oh, I made, I made thousands of bucks doing X, Y, Z. It's like, did I, you? And what happened to the ABC before the X, Y, Z? Like, hmm. Okay. Like, all that glitters ain't gold. Boom. There it is. Like, yeah there are so many successful people out here but i don't know like it's hard to describe it but sometimes you can see if it's legitimate or not just by looking at it you can just 
sense it. It's like, hmm, something about this seems... Oh, it doesn't seem right. I'm like, they don't seem right. Even sometimes when I see those DMs, even like the font and how, the poster that they sent to advertise or the picture, I'm like, if this couldn't be any more Photoshopped. I'm like, mm, y'all using Arial Font 12. I'm like, this is a bit <laughs> off. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I look at the poster sometimes and all these words. I'm like, I don't know. And the edits, I just... The girl <laughs> gave the font name and the size. I'm, like, I'm dead. Oh, all you got to do is put in a so-and-so deposit. I'm like, mm. I don't know you. <laughs> Right? I'm gonna give you my money for I don't know. I mean, I didn't know my financial planner before I started, but like, at least I know it's like I can see that there's proof that like you are certified in this, and that if I put my money, God forbid something happens, I can still come after you though because I know where you work. <laughs> I just want to talk to the man who sits in the room at the bank. I'm like, if you are not him, I'm not giving you my money. Yeah, right there. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Be careful. Be care. I understand. Like we all want to make money. Mm-hmm. Financial insecurity is not a good place to be in. Like no, I get it. But be careful. Like don't just rush into a bandwagon because everybody's doing it. Exactly. There's like, there's so many things people are doing that I would like to do, but I can't rush into it because I'm not yeah. at that stage yet. No. Nope. Well, I'll get there. Eventually, everyone has their own path and their own lane. You take your time and do what you have to do. One, make sure it's legal. One, make sure you're doing your research and you're doing it correctly. Mm -hmm. Stop following the people on social media. (laughs) That's what I mean. Those ones who come into your DM, they tell you whoever they so-and-so work for, Google them and see what pops up. Watching a virus pops up on your computer? Like, Google them. There's some people who... I don't want to call out names. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be nice. But there's some people who come and say, I work for XYZ, and I go and Google that. Yeah. And I see little to nothing come up, or I see Reddit threads about how it's a scam. Mm-hmm. But there's so many companies that if I Google them, I don't... The first three... The top three, like, results doesn't say scams. So, I don't know yeah there's not there's there's certain like let's use td bank like i'll google td bank you won't see the word scam pop up no not to say there's no one in in td scam in td that could be scamming you but that td as an institution is they're regulated yeah you know what they're about to the like for the most part you know what they're about versus these other ones who come through social media and telling you they do like and some of them come on college campuses now that's creepy that's who they target that's the it's their is it's their easiest target because like you say it's, it's it's based on not being educated about it not being educated and like you're in a position where like you're crushed by student tuition yep. and if you're living on residence you're crushed by that as well there are so many expenses on your back that like someone comes in like hey I could change your life if you join this. It's like, can you? Yeah. And why are you coming in the school setting on like odd hours to, does the, does the dean know you're here? 
right kind of look sketchy the minute they see a professor walk by then they act like they don't know nothing. that's what i mean like there's certain things like i'm sure if it was legitimate we would have got a newsletter right you would have your own little booth set up right here front and stage front and center come on student association would have been posting about you saying so-and-so is on campus today come through right like there are certain things to look out for like it's just i don't know like people coming with no advertisement and secret and stuff telling you they can get you out of your situation but you ain't never heard about them before for me like it's a red it's a red flag to me there's no no one can convince me otherwise yeah because why are you hush hush about it why is it like a secret club like i don't like what type of clue clan clucks clan is this? <laughs> like it's very I don't know, I'm very skeptical about it. I don't like when people approach me on the hush hush and it's like I never heard about your people before. hmm And then you're telling me if I bring two people in, you'll get the that already red flag already. If you're telling me I have to bring people in and a specific amount of number two, eh? <laughs> Not like, oh um, you know, this is a good opportunity that, like, I think you're, you, you can, so-and-so can benefit. No, like, tell a friend for tell a friend. No. No, if you bring two people in. And they good. bring two people in. It's just bring, 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 bring. I'm like, yo, where is this leading to? Mm-mm-mm. If you see the white sheets over the head and the pitchforks, run. I'm like, where is this leading to? I, I'm sidetracking a bit, but I remember someone told me, like, Hey, um, are you trying to make thirty thousand bucks? I said, hmm? hmm. I said, who are you? And they're like, oh well, um, there's a there's something in the in the community where we're trying to um, create a system where people in the black community benefit and that we can all like make money and blah. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. They're telling no. me I have to start off. I put in a hundred bucks, and in a few weeks. It turns into thirty thousand. I said that don't make no sense. So I can't even put in. I can't even put a hundred dollars in the stock market and make thirty thousand by next week. Like, what are you talking about? And then you're mm. going. And I went. I was curious. I'm not gonna lie. I had nothing to do that night. So I thought I was through. I'm sitting there. I'm like. And there's like for me, it's very. And that's the problem too. They come in the black community a lot. It's mm. very predatory. And then they'll come in and like, yo, are the gen- and they'll use the general generational wealth gap talk about how we're so behind and this and that. I'm like, but mm. still not explain to me how a hundred th- turns into 30K. In the span of a couple of days or weeks. Who do you work for? Where is this? And I remember they emailed me, oh, are you ready to put in the money? I'm like, girl, mm, no. Block, delete. Blocked. And I remember I was looking in the I'm like they had a Facebook group too. A lot of people like, hey, I put my money in and the website's not working. Like, what's going on? I said, I said, thank you. The people who actually fall for that is like the when you get I feel calls I feel bad though, because it's like they 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 target vulnerable people. Yeah. Like, I'm in a position where it's, like, I have to decide whether to pay my mortgage or to pay my car note. Like, they, ta- like they know who to target. So I actually do feel bad because 
your they target your, your students, advantage. adults, and like certain kind of predicaments, like tough situations that need that quote unquote need the money, and then they yeah. target like the elders who don't really yeah. know much about social media or the internet. But hey, here's money, so here's money like you could change your life you can mm. create a new path i'm like this is i'm like this is it's evil yeah so yeah guys like be careful because some people are just looking after themselves they're not trying to they're not trying to put you on facts every man for themselves there are people out there i've met people out there who will like they are genuinely willing to help you to mentor you to show you the ropes but trust me there's not it's not everybody who's mm-hmm. out here coming with these so-called investment opportunities that want to help you out yeah just be careful like read in between the lines do your re- google as long as it's still free y'all because <laughs> you never know sometimes like, you never know the day might come as long not like good. always always research it doesn't kill to research Mm-mm. it doesn't feel to just type in the first few letters of that whatever they presented to you just to see what it is before you proceed with like you know that yeah. I, avo- I avoided a lot of a lot of mess just by simply going on google.com and looking it up because they i noticed like in my early 20s it was so like like what's going on mm-hmm they ain't getting busted yet. I'm like, what's going on? Every year. Yeah. Same story. Sometimes yeah. different faces, but some there's some faces I started to recognize. I'm like, yo, holy. Be like, I'm starting to see your face just a little bit too much. Like, no, I'm like, something's gotta give. So I mean the onus is on us to just be diligent, do our research, mm-hmm. educate ourselves, be around people who are willing to educate you as well. 100%. Sometimes, sometimes it's not just doing it all on your own. I'm not no. going to lie. I didn't do it all. Like the learning, the learning part, I didn't do it all on my own. There's people. You have there. to have the courage to actually ask for help. And it's okay. It's not shameful. It doesn't bruise your ego or hurt your pride or your manlyhood, your womanhood. Sometimes we need that person to learn from. And it's okay. Like check your ego at the door. Find the person who can actually like helps you and wants to genuinely help you won't take advantage of it or like criticize you for it and ask them for the help. Mm-hmm. The right people will want to pass along that knowledge to help others like Nisha is doing right now. Cause my girl could have kept all this information to herself <laughs> and she is on the podcast sharing her yeah. one twos. We appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> I do my best to share what I learned along the way. Mm-hmm. I hope that you love what you're hearing so far. Stay connected by not only listening to the podcast, but you can watch the recordings on the YouTube channel, Unapologetically Her Podcast, and follow the podcast on Instagram, at unapologeticallyher, and at unapologetic underscore UH on Twitter. If you want to connect with me personally, your host Natalie Nadine, follow me at Natalie Nadine on all three social media platforms. Now, my next question for you is, can you explain credit score? Because I feel like that's something that a lot of people are diving into, but not a lot of people know much about it. We just see red zone, green zone. 
So like, what are the different levels, the zones? How do you check it? Where do you check it? And how do you get a good credit score and maintain it? I always call oh, the credit score your adult GPA. Oh, dry. Because it's like, you're, you're just graded. I feel like you're just graded your whole life. And the credit score... That's what makes me scared. I did not have a good GPA. For credit. That's what it boils down to. Like, I, I remember the beginning stages of me paying off debt. I'm like, I'm not going to look at my score. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not. And it was very ignorant of me. I should have kept track of it along the way. Mm-hmm. But the earlier stages, I'm like, I'm afraid to look at the numbers, yo. I'm like, I know they don't trust me because I owe a lot of money right now. So they probably look at me like, nah, not this girl. She want, I'm like, you want a what? Nah, denied. So in Canada, like, the scores are what? Between 300 and 900? Mm-hmm. And ideally you should be like seven, seven, 720 and up is like what you should aim for. Because oh. below that, it's like, yeah. like, You're like mm. it's like you shaking it a bit. Like the, the 650 to like 700 and change is like, okay, we can, pr- we can go with you, but below, like below that, it's like, it's gonna be tough. Yeah. It's really gonna. It's gonna be tough. They're gonna look at you like I don't think I can trust you, and if I do trust you, your interest rate is gonna be higher than someone who has like a seven fifty. Oh. That's the thing too. The higher the score, the better your interest rates. Yeah. The better the deals. Like, it's almost like school. Like the higher your grades, you get scholarships. So with the credit score, the higher your score, you get better interest rates, better deals, even better phone plans, eh? Well, let's hope my interest rate is better than my GPA. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, yeah. And speaking of that, um, so in Canada, it's TransUnion and Equifax that those are the two credit bureaus here. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be able to at least check your credit score for free, there's Credit Karma and Bottle Well. Those are the only two I can speak for. I'm not sure of the other apps. I yeah. use Credit Karma myself. To check my score from time to time and from there you're able to see like a bit of your report calling equifax or transunion would give you like the full one there's mm-hmm. a fee to pay but someone told me that at least once a year you you could request one and it's free yeah don't quote me on that but at least those two bureaus would give you like the full rundown like your name where you worked your previous addresses what's on your report if you paid in full like they give you everything on paper compared to credit karma it gives you it gives you enough yeah you have an idea of like what's going on but obviously if you want to if you think there was discrepancies you have to call the bureau to sort that out Mm -hmm. but start with at least those apps because it doesn't it doesn't affect your score whatsoever but checking it every day it you, you're not going to see a change in your score, no. by the way. Like, don't check your score every day. You're going to drive yourself mod. So how like, often would you say to check it then? To be honest, me, I would just wait when I get the email. I wasn't, like, right now, I'm not too picky on checking it all the time. Mm-hmm. When I get an email once a month, it's like, hey, um, it's time to check your score. I'm like, okay, Miss Mamas. Like, I just log in and check my oh, score okay. just to see, like, what's going on with it. I wish I actually did check it during my debt payoff journey, but I was really scared to like, I'm like, yo, what if it's bad? <laughs> now I'm inspired to check that as I pay my student loan. I'm like, what? I'm like, what if it's bad? I'm like, I'm like, I'm very, I think it's the perfectionist in me. I'm like, I don't want to, 
I don't want to see something that says my credit rating is fair. I'm like, yeah. And it probably was back then too, because like, yo, you had twenty nine thousand dollars to pay off. But then it kind of puts that anxious and like nervousness in your mind, and maybe yeah. like, oh my gosh. I should have checked it though, because it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing knowing what's going on. With yeah. Numbers. <laughs> you should. I should have. But like the ways to keep your credit in good rating as well. What they look at is your payment history. So they look at if you're paying your stuff on time, if you missed it, how many times have you missed it? They look at all that stuff. So, and if you're paying late too, that's another thing they look at. So they really mm-hmm. look at how you're handling whatever loan or credit cards and stuff that you have under your name. And if I'm it's gonna, not- I have a side mm-hmm. question for you though, because you're talking about in a sense, the payments. Side question in terms, I don't know if this helps your credit score or not, but is it better to pay off everything right away or to do monthly installments? Like if you have a credit card bill for like a thousand bucks and you said, oh yeah, the minimum payment is 10, but if I could pay it off all one time, is that better? Or is it better to just do month by month and bring it down? Girl, for credit card, it's preferable that you pay it all at once because oh, thank God. the interest rate is not pretty, girl. It's not. 19.99 is like the average pay pay it off before the grace period ends okay good on average though but like say you're in a position where you can't make the full payment at least making some kind of payment shows to the lenders that like hey he she they they're making an effort yes versus not paying at all then they're like nah we gonna we gonna play with your numbers and put it down Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that's Mm -hmm. and then i went to a Home, a first-time home buyer seminar and the mortgage broker I'm never gonna forget what he said and this was like over a year ago he said don't use more than 30% of your credit he's like they look at credit utilization big time yeah so and I'm like I'm like 30% I'm like but if I pay it off like why does it matter he's like no nah, like it's it's it signals reg flats to them when you're spending like the whole credit limit or close to the whole thing he said even if you have a thousand dollar limit you shouldn't be spending He's like, why are you spending a thousand dollars on credit? Why aren't you using your debit? I said, well, I'm like, I said, you, you kind of right. But I'm like, but if I could pay it off, what's the problem? He's like, no, like they really look at it like, why can't you use your own money? Like, why are you using ours? So if you have a thousand, you shouldn't be spending more than three hundred a month, even though you have a thousand limit. Yeah, the thirty percent is is what you should stick around because it looks like to them it's like, okay, she's using it. She's using it responsibly. Like we mm-hmm. gotta worry about this one versus someone who uses fifty percent or the whole thing every month. They're like, mm, I don't know what this one. I is. didn't know that. Yeah. So when they told me that, I'm like, okay. I'm like, there's so many rules to this. I'm like, right? I'm like, damn. I'm like, okay. And then I and then like, where was same- the handbook to life when it came to money? And then that same seminar too. Like he was breaking it down. Another thing he mentioned too was like your credit history. Like even when you're done paying off a credit card, if it's like your oldest one, don't close it um, Mm -hmm. completely because that affects your whole history. Like they'll look back at like, if you have five years worth of credit history, they're going to look at that whole five years to notice the trends of how you've been handling it. So if you close if you close something that's like five years old and the most recent one, you have two years they only have two years of your credit history versus the five that you just closed off. Yeah. So like he, he said that like, okay, if you have multiple credit cards, you don't necessarily need multiple, but like choose, you know, which one to close, but it's preferable to keep the oldest one open. Mm-hmm. So they can like notice your trends over time. I'm like, 
K a lot of work. Damn. And then they look at the type of credit you have, the type of loans you have. So if you have a lot of, you have multiple things going on for you and you're not managing that well, it's like, what's going on? Like, why do you have all these things in your play and you're not able to chew it out? Like, yeah. what is going on? Versus someone who's like, like me, I had, I have, um, so on my credit, it's like credit card, student loan, car loan. Mm-hmm. They can, they can see like my credit card, I've always kept that in check because I'm like, mm. I'm like the credit card, the, the interest rate, I didn't want to play with that. I'm like, listen, if I take yeah. 200 today, I'm going to pay you. My, my rule of thumb is that if I can't pay it off within two weeks, I shouldn't be using my credit card. I like that. I like that. But in the first time too, I'm like, if I can't buy it on debit, why am I using my credit card? That's, that's what I kept in mind too. But I honestly use mine because I, I want some points. That's, 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 that's it. Travel points. That, that's, it. Like, that's it. The only reason why I honestly have a credit card is I got one that where you could get like some kind of reward out of it. And obviously mm-hmm. I have to build my credit. They always, that's the thing that's so contradictory. Like they tell you, you have to have credit history, but at the same time, it's like, these things are so predatory yeah but like if you if you use it properly you reap the rewards like i get points and stuff i could use it towards multiple things i'm like this is great like i'm having fun here right that that is what it is so that's why i keep that rule of thumb like if i don't have that money on my debit card right away like i shouldn't be touching my credit card like i'm gonna put myself at a deficit and then once my my like my my bill statement comes in i'm like yo i can't pay this money right now yeah and then it ruins ruins what I got going on so that keep that in mind even in your credit report too there's different notes there like you'll check if something's in collections that's not it's not good mm-hmm. so it's like it's really staying on the ball when it comes to your payments because yeah the last thing you want is to get reported exactly last thing you want even i'm filing for bankruptcy depending on the province you're in it's six to seven years for ontario it's seven years if i'm not mistaken that yeah. bankruptcy stays on your record so it's it's just i'm like yo the more i learn about it, i'm like damn there's so many things to keep track of but Shoot. and your credit score is not just to get a mortgage eh? even a job i'm not joking like i had a i had a job like because I'm managing money, yeah. Because money, they're like, no, we need to check your credit. We need to do a credit inquiry on you. Mm-hmm. So if they see certain sketchy things going on in your report, how are you gonna manage my money when you can't manage? It's yours? like you can't. I see a lot of things getting reported or things that are not paid. Like, mm-mm. It's like I'm not taking a chance with you, girl. Nope. Same thing with housing, unfortunately. Landlords can request what? to check your credit. Make sure you're going to pay that rent. They're like, we got to make sure like you can pay whatever money we're telling you to pay monthly. So if I'm doing a credit inquiry on you and it's like, uh-uh, sis ain't paying her stuff. She ain't going to pay rent. Right? I remember I was applying for um, a phone, uh, phone plan and the woman on the phone was like, can I check your, can I do a credit inquiry on you? I'm like, hmm. And we have to just check. I said, well, I mean, like, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, by all means, uh, I'm, like, I, I'm like, this plan is a good plan. So like, cool, check. But yeah, they check. I saw on, um, when I logged on to Credit Karma, I'm looking, I'm like, oh, they really do check. Wow. Yeah. 
they do but that to be honest and like i said earlier like even phone plan if you have a good credit it works your advantage eh? like they'll call you sometimes if you leave them i left the phone company before because i'm like nah i can find better elsewhere and they call me back they're like oh we could do you one better i'm like really i'm like what is it <laughs> and then yeah they really like if they see like you're a trustworthy customer you're paying mm-hmm. your stuff on time like they're going to give you like the best deal, like deals that are not on the, like you'll go on the website. It's not there. Okay. So OSAP, Credit Karma, check. Credit Karma or Borrowell. They're both of them are like they're reputable. I am making my notes because we's about to turn our finances around for 2021, honey. Like, are you hearing the gems that she is dropping? It's like, I, I, like, when it comes to finance, I kind of just treat it as a game. I don't like losing, so I kind of treat it. I honestly, like, I don't want to take it too seriously. I'm like, yo, there's so much to life. And I know there's so much more to life than just paying bills and debt. But, like, when it comes to the more serious things in life, I kind of treat it like a game. The Lord say amen. Yeah. I like to treat it like a game. I'm like, yo, let me stay on, let me stay on the ball when it comes to credit. Let me stay on the ball when it comes to I'm like, you could be, I'm like, there's rewards at the end of the road if you play yeah. the game properly. That's why I just treat it like a game because I, I'm like, I can't be stressed or, or depressed about, like, I already took that loan, I have to handle it. I already mm-hmm. took that car loan, I have to handle it. So instead of me dwelling in the fact that I, that I did those things, I, I just have to handle it. Yeah. Handle it before it grows and gets out of control. Ex- exactly. And catch it from that. Catch it where it is now and just make do with it. But be, again, be smart with it. Girl, I don't want a car note again. <laughs> like, I'm at a point, I'm like, listen, Mm-mm. the fact that I don't, I only have to pay car insurance and no car note, I'm riding this car till the wheels fall off. <laughs> I don't care if there's new upgrades, new this, new that. This car works. It brings me from point A to point B. It's I'm great. Oh my gosh. The, the, I remember the car salesman, the way he was trying to convince me to get a new car, I said, sir, <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with this one? Oh, these ones have new upgrades and they have electronic seats and you can move the seats up. And he was just talking at 50 miles per hour. I'm like, sir. A true like, salesman trying to cash his commission. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like, we could go on a test drive and that will calm me down. <laughs> but like, I'm keeping this car. I actually did want to go on a test drive. I'm like, I was curious. I'm like, let me test it i'm already here one two i'm already here i'm already here but i'm like i'm not gonna give you the satisfaction of hot and then they'll give you oh yeah we could take two thousand dollars off them no no that's something to keep in mind too if like you have a car no and there's nothing wrong with your car if you're in a position to kind of like keep it and just pay off the remaining balance more power to you like i get it some people give it back at the end of the lease or some people switch it all depends on your circumstances because for example a business owner they can Mm -hmm. claim that on income tax i'm not a business owner no so me leasing a car it doesn't work to my advantage Mm, i I know some people they're like yo i'm a business owner it's a tax write-off so it don't make me no difference i could i could get another one when this one ends i say that's you I mean, I'm, bit, I'm trying to be a business owner, but I'm not there yet. Not there yet. And like you said, live within your means. I live within my means, to be honest. I don't keep up with the Joneses. 
And I think that's because of the stuff my mom instilled in me too. Like that was something she always told me from young. Yes. Don't try to keep up with everybody. You're going to fall behind and you're going to cause more problems for yourself. Mommy says they don't watch people for what they have because you don't know how they got it and where they got it from. Mm, that sounds like Caribbean fables. You know, somebody of the elders say that. <laughs> she always told me, live within what? your means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I want nice things, but let me be realistic with myself. Can I afford it right now? Exactly. Is it a luxury if I'm going into debt for it? Know your wants versus your needs and prioritize. Like, you know, there are certain things, yeah, going like getting a mortgage for a house is different versus blowing out your credit for like the brand new shoe that just came out. Like yeah. those are two different things. Getting a buying property, that's a different kind of debt, yo. You can you can leverage that to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Me buying a new shoe, what it's gonna do? I mean I'm more comfortable. I'm not walking barefoot outside, but right. I went into debt for a shoe. Nah. That ain't it. No, just to again to keep up with the Joneses, to keep up with the latest fashions. Don't Everyone wants it. to buy LV and Gucci this and Gucci that, but you wearing your Gucci's on the TTC. Stop. Now I'm a Don't TTC. Look here, I'm a TTC girl myself, but you want to come up with all your brand names and show off. Where did where did buying all this put you though? But some of y'all listening to this, some people buy that at the thrift store. Eh? Don't sleep on the thrift stores. Some, there's a designer at some of them. I, oh, I give props to those who buy at the thrift mm-hmm. stores. Again, living within your means, your budget. But those people who want to walk up into York Gallery Eden Center and drop bills upon bills, did you pay your rent this month? Listen, you're, you have groceries in your house. Did you take care of your child support? Listen, York Gallery is yes. a very predatory mall. <laughs> I only go there for the food court. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, that's true. You have to, you have to take care of your, take care of your bills first. Like you, honestly, I believe in treating yourself. Like, you're not dead payoff. Like, like I said earlier, there's some stuff I stopped doing or I limit doing, but at the same time, I didn't deprive myself. I wasn't bored as hell in those no. ten months. I, I learned how to have fun on a budget. You get and very creative it. when you have a goal in mind. You get very. Creative. People think you either have to just pay the bills. And then you can't have any leisure or you can have all the leisure in the world. But then what happens to the bills? There's a middle ground. There's always that shade of gray. There's always, again, balance. Because people will tell you, don't buy that coffee. Don't buy that this. I mean, if you're buying coffee every day, you might want to cut it down to a few days. There's simple things like that. But Mm -hmm. stopping, stopping something that brings you joy altogether that's madness. Thank you. It's madness. You're just gonna. You're just gonna. You're gonna be miserable. Yep. If you buy I coffee five miserable. days a week, cut it down to like three. Mm-hmm. If you have Netflix and Hulu, pick which one gives you more shows. That too. Cut down your expenses. Cut down your expenses. Not There's everything, things. but figure out which ones you can live with and which ones you can live without. Yeah. Because let me tell you, when this whole Corona started and quarantine, I said, oh no. <laughs> You don't know when we're going back to work. Okay, let's go through the subscription list. Okay, TD, bye. Bye. Who will keep you? Bye. Listen, I'm on my boyfriend's Netflix, so I don't pay for that. I said this is the last episode, and I'll say this again. If anybody wants to sponsor me with a Netflix account, 
I love you. See, that's what boyfriends are for. Oh, I say, I'm like, thank you. Mike, you're a good man. Like, no. Thank you. I kept, um, one thing that, like, for me that was fun was going to the gym. So I kept that. Like, I kept my, I found the cheapest gym membership, though, because the gym ain't cheap. That's where I blew most of my money was at the was for the gym. Like the gym, good life be having some wild prices sometimes. So I'm like, I don't. I found one where like they had a deal where if you stay at one location, it was cheaper mm-hmm. than having the multiple location pass. And at the time where I when I signed up before they hiked the prices, it was like thirty something bucks a month. I said I can manage with this. Yeah. But having like a hundred and twenty or something, I couldn't, I, I honestly wasn't in a position to afford that. So I stick within, you know, the rivers and the lakes that I'm used to. Let me give you a joke. The two times I went to the gym to sign up and to cancel the membership after the one year contract. Girl, you tell me you gave them a year of money. <laughs> the money came out of my account bi-weekly. You were paying people's you were paying people's like the employees, yo. You're putting the money. Employees the got their McDonald's money off of me bi weekly. You were buying someone's lunch bi weekly. That's why I'm very hesitant when it comes to signing up for the gym. Because as much as I want to go, it's that discipline and motivation. And to not have them take money out of my account every two weeks and me but not go nowhere. Thing, it's the same thing with money, like paying off the debt. Like you just have to keep that discipline in mind. Like, hey, I'm putting money towards this. I want to get something out of it. I want my John Jackson six pack, but. Ooh, well, you know, in a pandemic, you weren't really supposed to be going to the gym. Michael, even, before, even before the pandemic, I canceled my gym membership before the pandemic. Oh. <laughs> Listen, during the pandemic, I emailed them. I'm like, listen, I heard you reopened, but me, cancel it. (laughs) You're not about to take me. I don't care if it's two bucks. If I'm not using it, cancel it. That's always how I was. Like, I'm not using it. I don't care if it, I don't care what the dollar figure is. People are like, that's not that much. It's that much for me because I'm not using it. That money can still go to somewhere else. That money could have stayed in the account. Y'all, log in tonight. Check your <laughs> statements. See what's coming out of your bank account. And tell me if you're using everything. Call them the next morning and tell them, I want out. Get out of it before the next billing statement comes. Next thing you know, you're paying for an extra money and you don't even use it. Like, come on. Log in tonight. It Check really be stuff. like that, though. Check your stuff. Honestly, and a lot of things when it comes to money is facing the numbers. If you just ignore what's going on, you don't, you know, they could be in your bank account morning, noon, and night taking out dollar figures and you don't even know what's going on. There you go. Honestly, if you, it's, it's that, it's that wild. It's like that meme where they said, make sure you cancel for all those who need that reminder, go cancel, go cancel that subscription. Mm -hmm. This is the podcast to tell you that. If you ain't using it, go cancel it. Cancel, cancel it. before it renews. Cancel it before it renews because they don't care. They'll be like, oh, I noticed this girl hasn't been on in five months. It's okay. We still getting paid. And they, they make sure care. to send you that email after they collected their monthly payment. Oh, we miss you. You think they're going to call you and be like, hey, girl, I noticed that 
you haven't gotten much use out of our service. Do you still need it? No one's, no one's going to do that. No. Nobody. They'll keep charging you. Yep. That's, that's the wild part. They'll keep, they don't care. Don't care. Just cancel, cancel before the next billing statement comes. You save a month. Period. Don't say I didn't tell you. Cancel. Period. Whatever you're not using during, especially this pandemic, there are certain things you might not be using. Cancel it. Cancel. That's extra money in your pocket. Put yep. it towards debt. Put it towards your savings. Facts. But, oh, you mentioned savings. That's my next question for you. What is the best saving strategy? Because I see a lot of people when they talk about savings and they talk about how to split up your paycheck. So this percentage goes into this. This percentage goes into that. So what do you say is the best savings strategy and how much percentage should go where? Based on personal experience, I guess. Because like, like you said, not everything will work the same for people, but... I Oh, no, you're back. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I see a lot of those percentage things, and to be honest, I don't follow that rhetoric. What I do is just add up how much I make per month Yeah. and subtract my mandatory bills and play with what's left. That's how I operate. Because like for me, like, even though I'm not giving, even though I'm not giving an assignment to every, every dollar that's left over, I already know in my head, like, I have this goal in mind, I'm going to stick with it. Mm. But some people might not be able to. So you're going to have to create different categories of like, this is where every dollar will go. Yes. So it really depends on the person because for me, like this, all this percentage stuff, I'm like, ah, I don't need, like, I don't need all of that. It, for me, it was too much. Like I said, I just have my spreadsheet. I line up in one column, how much I make. I put on the next column, like, Hey, this is what I owe. Yeah. Subtract the difference. What's left up to you what you do with it that's how i operate i know not everyone could do that they might need more discipline but mm -hmm. that's just how i do it because my i know in the early stages my bills were fixed like they didn't really change they didn't really fluctuate i didn't have random things coming in so i could just stick with that same spreadsheet for yes. months on end but some people they're you might have a kid like they're going back to daycare like your bills might change every month. So you have to check your spreadsheet and be like, okay, maybe I have to act differently this month because last month things weren't the same. Like kids who are off on summer vacation, like your yeah. expenses during summertime versus during the school year is two different things. So I would always suggest people like, I usually do it near the end of the month before the first. Mm -hmm. I just sit down, take time out, like, okay, what's going on for the upcoming month? Like, is there anything I could change? Is there anything just see what's going on and then I operate yeah. from there. I keep the same sheet. I change it if I have to and just go that way. And I always um, track my spending too. So I don't do percentages. I just do a spreadsheet for tracking what I spent and a mm -hmm. spreadsheet for my budget. Mm -hmm. I keep it like very plain, plain Jane format. So the see? percentage thing I'm telling you like, why is he all 50% goes to here today? I'm like, no, I can't. And I my feel brain like that's doesn't a social process media thing again. My brain doesn't process percentages like no. that. I'm like, I only process it for credit. That 30%, I'm like, okay, that's the only percentage I need to keep in my mind. Yeah. Don't don't surpass 30. But the 50% towards this and 20 towards that. I mean, it works for a lot of people, but for me, no. 
I just write down my numbers and see what's left. It goes back to you have to figure out what works for you. And I feel yeah. like that works. I agree with that method too, because I've tried the whole percentage thing and I'm like, okay, it's a little too much math that they forgot to teach us in school. So I'm here like, okay, calculator. If I have this much, how much is coming out? Wait, wait, no, no, no. I pressed that wrong. I like your method. And what's wild is that those monthly things that I know are going to happen. And then here's what I could predict for this month, the extras mm -hmm. that don't happen every month. And I um, set some, mm -hmm. and then whatever is left over, I always take an amount. It varies per month, to be honest, depending on what I have planned. But I always take out a certain amount and throw it straight into my savings. Yes. So every, every time I get paid, the first thing I do is put something into my savings. So I pay myself first, as they say. Pay yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll put this amount into, into my savings because I have this plan for the month. But if I don't have much going on, I put way more. So it's like, I, I mix things up a lot because mm -hmm. that's just how I am. During my debt payoff, I kept it the same way. But now I'm like, mm. Let's mix, let's shake things up. Right? Oh God, I might want to do this this month. I want to do this the next. I'm like, let's be a rebel. Like, you never know. Let's just have a bit of fun. I think now I do that because I have more wiggle room to do that. Like, yeah. less liabilities on my back. So if I was still in the position I was in like over a year ago, then nah. Like, I would really be hella strict down to the dollar. Mm -hmm. Like, every dollar was accounted for. Versus now I'm like, okay, I have this leftover. What you want to do with it? yeah but during like, like when i do mm -hmm. more at peace and at ease be like okay we can even use this a little leisure if i want to add extra to the savings this month yeah like when i had that i'm like okay five dollars go here a thousand dollars go there 500 go there like down like till the point where there's zero dollars left so i'm like every dollar is accounted for versus now i'm like mm. yeah <gasps> all right let's play with it a bit i'm like i could enjoy it a bit more yeah i, I always but I don't, I, I don't just like blow out the money. There's nothing left at the end of it. Oh, that just, I can't, it makes me a bit paranoid. I'm like, nah, I have to have something left over. I always give myself a buffer. I'm like, don't, this is the red zone. Don't pass this. Like yeah. you over, you overspent girl. But me, like, that's one thing about me. I don't like spending too much. Even buying a laptop the other day, I'm like, damn, it's a lot of money. But I needed one because my laptop literally died. Yeah. So I had it for 10 years. So Ooh, that's long. I made it last. Mm -hmm. the girl said it's like we're on our last breath get a new one girl yep yeah like literally one day i opened it it just didn't Dead. i was like damn i'm like damn i'm like i was trying to get this last another year i'm like in this pandemic you dying on me i'm like <laughs> yo i'm like this is not the time i need to save every dollar but it was the last time telling you to treat yourself you earned it. But God is good. It was around the back to school period. So I got a sale. I'm like, I got a sale. I'm like, good. I saved 200 bucks. Yep. Something I actually needed. And no, for the first time, I'm not just buying it because it's on sale. I'm like, this is great. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Money, money is a fascinating thing. It, it really is. is. I think of it, I'm like, it's kind of, once you understand it, it's not daunting anymore. No. So like, like ever like honestly my mindset has changed like me in 2018 versus me in 2020 i'm like okay it costs this much i'm like okay bet like let's work on how to make that happen wow versus me when i had them like 500 dollars. i'm like no nah, that's too much but if it's something that will 
I get a return out of it now. I'm like, no, I could do it. I'll make it work. I might not have it today, but I'm like, okay, I'll save towards it and make it work. So now I'm like, I'm willing to put money into things that I know, like, I'd get something out of. Yeah. And I'm willing to, and now even my spending, to be honest, like, I like to spend more on experiences than things. Oddly enough, I kind of no, I, I love how. I don't know how this happened, but I just became a minimalist. Like I've been purging my closet for months now to the point where I'm like, just at like a few staple items. I don't know how, like, I don't have a reason why that happened. I just reached a point where I'm like, I don't need all these things. It's kind of like that shift in adulthood and maturity. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need to buy things. I don't need all... I just need staple things that could be worn multiple times and are, are good quality. Yep. And that's it. Like I don't have the I don't have that itch to go shopping and to check the latest sales. I just no. I don't. But I want to try the latest restaurants, the latest this. Like I like experiences. Yes. I don't really care for things. I'm like if I need it, sure, but I don't care to fill my closet up. It's not a die hard. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna die without this. No, I think like before, to have the shirt versus having that trip. But before I was there, I'm like, no, nah, I need to look top notch. I, like, I could look top notch with less things. Yeah. But before that, I'm like, no, nah, I have to like, I have to go on fashion over. I need to buy all these colors and all this. You know, I need this. And like, I noticed I didn't even end up wearing some of these things. But again, I'm like, oh, it was on sale. So then you, you that's when we end up spending looking the most. foolish with a bunch of things with tags on. Now who lo- who who saves money? Yes. <laughs> you can't re- some of them I ended up reselling, but some of them it's like they have no one wants to buy it because it's outdated. So yep, I'm like okay, I'm gonna donate it. Someone will enjoy it. I'm like me. Was not a bag of clothes I had some worn and some not. I'm like this is shameful. Just this weekend I went to donate more clothes, and I think the guy recognized my face because <laughs> I've been there a few times this summer. He's like. Okay. <laughs> Wait, like, you could even pick a different location? Oh. No, because I like convenience. It's nearby. <laughs> I'm like, here. I'm like, hi. He's like, oh, you want to? I'm like, you want this coupon for, to buy stuff in stores? I'm like, no, I'm, no. I'm okay. And I guess you know it's my face. Like, yeah, that's a girl who said no last time. <laughs> but it is what it is. Like, I just, I don't feel the need to. Like, damn, girl, how much careful. you got? I, I just had a. Honestly, it's not like I had like a hoarder thing, like too much clothes type of thing. But yeah. I felt like I just had too much. And I asked myself, when's the last time I worn this? And will and you wear it again recall, soon? Will I wear it? I always had that, oh, like I'll wear it when I look like this. I'll wear it when I lose the 10 <gasps> pounds. And then you lose the 10 pounds, you don't even wear it. You don't want, you don't, you don't wear it. If I didn't wear it six months prior and I'm going to wear it six months later, bye. Yeah, just buy, like give it to someone who will use it will make better use out of it yep even and even this pandemic it's worth like you will i ain't going outside unless i have work or something like i, I refuse back. to buy clothes any at any point in time this year sweatpants mode that's it sweatpants and shorts that's it only thing i need is a winter jacket that's it and that you can avoid you might want to buy that now it's the season don't wait till winter yo they're gonna put the price up you're so That's right. I learned. Shop, shop off season. If you're shopping for winter, shop during the fall or spring. Like you can't shop during the season. That's when they put up the price on you. 
and sell you while you need it anyways. You ain't got no choice. Google my winter coat real quick. Hello. Now Google it. I bought mine's like what? I remember it was like late summer or something when I bought Michael. They start to roll it in around like early fall. Yep. And then you're there like, okay, well, I need a coat for this season anyway, so let me check what's up. Oh I went God. to Winners the other day, and, like, they have a ton of winter collection right there. But these are prices where, you know, mm. you better get it while it's there. I'm not encouraging y'all to spend, but if you need to buy something. Buy smart. Up, if you need to gear up for the winter, you might want to do that now. Mm -hmm. I think you have until, like, Halloween at best. Okay, then so you hike up the price. I feel like that's the trend. Don't quote me on that, but I noticed that. Yep. This comes from someone who works in retail. Yep. Okay, so you. Oh, yo, send me a DM about them, like. Send me a DM about the pay, like the best times to buy it. That's what I do. Look here, buy when it's clearance. What clearance? store-wide sale those are the times i shop my my financial advice to you never buy regular price oh girl no that's how i operate <laughs> and that's never. how i ended up with the closet of mine <laughs> don't buy regular price <laughs> oh i got this for five bucks it used to be 45 okay girl <laughs> did you need it i'm like no but it was on sale so make my advice mean? backfire I'm like, what you mean? I'm like, it was on sale. I saved money. Yeah, but you purchased it. Yeah. Buy what you need, not what you want. That's, That's it. Cute. That's cute. Now, my next question for you is, ooh, let's see, let's see. In a sense, I guess, what are some common financial mistakes and myths? And what are you, what's your top three financial advice? Whether it's saving, investments, from what you learned, what's your top three? So the common myth, as we said earlier, is the, I need to be rich to invest. Yeah. Like you become rich by investing. It does, it's not the other way around. You don't start off like, oh, I'm well off and I'm well off now. Like, mm -hmm. no, it's a gradual, gradual approach to thing. And another thing too is just thinking saving is enough. You have to do more than that. Um, it's a great start don't get me wrong like mm -hmm. it's better to save and have something than not have anything at all yeah so that's one of my major tips like always pay yourself first put something into savings for yourself and if you feel that it's very because you know it comes with checking and savings account if you feel that it's really tempting and like you see that money you want to touch into it put mm -hmm. that money into a high interest savings account like EQ Bank is one example. It's not available in all provinces because it's not available in my province right now. Yeah. That's check if it's available in your area. That's one reputable bank. You can put your money into a high interest savings account. At least you don't have direct access to it and you're not mm. tempted to dip into it. So know your triggers because if you're the type where you see the money you want to play into it, you have to put it into another account. Yeah. You can't you can't dip into the pot that you're building for yourself. Like, don't do that. And another tip I would give is the, the minute you're able to manage what you have, the more that comes your way, it's like, it's nothing. It becomes nothing to you. If you can manage a hundred, when a thousand comes, you'll manage it with way more ease. Like you have to know 
how to manage what you have right now. It's not just a, if I have more money, I'll be able to do this. But what you have right now, what are you able to do with it? Mm -hmm. So being able to do something with what you have now, I know in many cases, like it might not be enough. So as long as you acknowledge that like, hey, it's not enough, what can I do to increase? That's a good start. So you know what to do with your money at the time. So that's one thing, like know how to manage what you have at the moment. Having more money is not the automatically, the automatic solution to everything because sometimes you have it and you just don't know because you're not managing it. Mm Mm-hmm. And my last tip, stay out of debt. <laughs> no, to be honest, if you can Period. avoid it, I know like student loans, like that's something that honestly, if you don't have the means, you have to go into it. But using my example with the car loan, I could have avoided that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I could have bought a used car and <laughs> call it a day, but I didn't do that. Yeah. Listen, I learned. The same way it's like swiping your credit card just to buy, oh, because it's nice. Do you need it? Your credit card shouldn't be used for frivolous, fun things. Like it should be, that's something you keep on the side where it's like, I need this and I have to pay for this. Mm-hmm. My credit is available. But like I said earlier, if you have it on your debit card and you want to swipe your credit for this payment, at least you can just take the money on your debit and pay off. And pay it right off. Card. Don't just be playing with your credit card just because the money is there. It's not, it's a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. Did you have another question? I forgot. No, well, you, I think you answered both perfectly. The myths and the, myths and the mistakes. And then you gave okay. your top three advice. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, now go, I'm going to go a little off topic. My final question for you. <laughs> a new question I'm bringing to the show. Which mm-hmm. I probably should have brought in a long time ago, but hey, it's, it's a learning process. What does it mean to be unapologetically you? This is the podcast where it's unapologetically heard. There's no filter. You come on, you share your life lessons, your advice, your testimony. Now, what does it mean to be unapologetically Nisha? I think it's learning to be comfortable with myself. Mm-hmm. And learning to appreciate myself as I am and not letting outside people influence or change what I appreciate about myself so that's that's one thing that I can think of right now yeah Yeah, just loving who I am appreciating who I am and not letting myself be influenced or caught up in a game of comparison like I am enough that's gonna be a quote just I am enough that's a mantra believe believe honey you are enough you don't need nobody to justify and be like oh well you're not enough until i say so no no once you believe you're enough that's it that's it that's all period oh nisha thank you <laughs> so much for coming on this the was a fun today. talk <laughs> but i no. in all seriousness all jokes aside i learned a lot listening to you talk today Thank you. There's so many things from like, oh yeah, I would have known this. I would have been like, wait a minute, what? I can do that? That's a thing? Okay, so um, <laughs> you guys need to subscribe to her blog, follow her on Instagram. I'm going to wait till you come out with your money book. going to be like a Toronto bestseller. <laughs> I'm waiting. Don't worry, girl. I'll be first in line. Montreal bestseller at this point. I'm out <laughs> here now. <laughs> 
okay so when I, i'm trying to pull up to montreal when the pandemic's over i'm gonna come visit you girl yeah girl don't come now because we in red alert yeah not, i'm gonna not. keep my, i'm gonna keep myself over here see i've been inside if i don't have anything outside I ain't going nowhere mm-hmm. <laughs> so i'll probably see like 2021 2022 if you're still there mm-hmm. mm, let's aim for two right <laughs> let's be safe two but you know one has to movie? You know, you have to let everything simmer down. So I'll let the first batch of people go out first. Let me see how, what happens to them. <laughs> Yo, that's what all black folks say. Let's see what those people do when they go outside and then we'll, we'll react. Right? When I see the majority of black people be like, okay, we're outside and we're free. All right. No, but for real. When they run, you don't ask questions. You run too. But for real, guys, stay safe out there because uh, I just... Trying times, trying times, trying times. It is. Got to keep the faith and just one one day at a time. One day at a time. Self-care. Boom. Here we it. <laughs> but you guys, this concludes today's episode of Unapologetically Her. Again, thank you so much, Nisha. And let them know again where they can follow you, your blog, name, your Instagram. So it's NishaChelsea.com and Instagram is NishaChelsea. So and I... N-I-S-H-A-C-H-E-L-S. Perfect. And thank you all so much for listening. If you would like to hear from Nisha again, and we will, I'm telling you, I'm coming back to you in another year. Or if you have any comments, questions, or podcast topics, hit me up on social media at unapologetically here on Instagram and at unapologetic underscore U-H on Twitter. And whoo. You can also listen to the podcast on many platforms, and that includes Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Podbean, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube by searching Unapologetically Her Podcast. Once again, thank you all so much for listening, and hopefully you'll tune in for our next episode. Much love, peace, and thank you, Nisha, once again, yes. girl. <laughs> this was the episode. Listen, learn, get your notebooks, repeat, rewind, get do what you gotta do. Set your goals. You got this. Ooh, we're gonna be making money, saving money, growing money all 2021, honey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, girl. Bye. Bye.